are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast. I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. God has a plan for your life. Amen? There's a destiny for all of us. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's what God has planned for you and I. Amen? Praise the Lord. Destiny, in simple terms, is God's purpose for your life. It's your appointed future. Destiny is what God has predetermined you to be and to become. The Bible records a a long list of great men who missed their destiny. You know, just because God determines that you should become something or be something, it doesn't mean that you will. You and I have to make an effort to follow in his footsteps. Saul, the first king of Israel. Samson, the strong man. Solomon, the wise man. They all began well, but they ended shamefully. And the simple reason was because they trusted in their own understanding, they trusted in their own strength, their own abilities. And they walked away from God. They personally aborted God's plan for their lives. But then we have Joshua, we have Caleb, we have Peter, we have James, we have John, we have Paul the Apostle. These all finished well, fulfilled their destiny in God. Following Jesus is not about you and me. Jesus used words like, if you want to find your life, you have to lose it. You have to deny yourself. Die daily. Take up your cross and follow me. There is action to be taken by each one of us if we want to be fulfilled in what God has planned for each one of us. We don't just sit back and say, okay, God, 
let it happen. If we are ever to experience the fullness of life that Jesus offers us, we must begin to live by his word. So my first point is, choose your source. You will either get your values from the world, or you'll get your values from the word. And it's much easier, it seems, to take our value system from the world than from the word. And I wonder why that is. The enemy of our souls know what will happen if we get into the word, if we start believing the word. First John 2, 15 and 16 says, Do not love the world, neither the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. The world has always had three basic values. Pleasure, prosperity, and power. Many times we find that creeping into the church. Where we want to be the head honcho. We want to have a word that everybody listens to. Pleasure is, has to do with men's desires, women's desires. All that panders to the appetite. Prosperity, in many cases, breeds greed and ambitions. Power is looking for prestige and position and popularity. Paul instructs us in how to approach this value system. Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Pleasure and prosperity need to be balanced with the teachings and the principles and the concepts of God's word. God's word teaches us, seek first the kingdom of God. That would be a wise decision for every one of us. The Bible also teaches us that sexual pleasure is reserved for the marriage bed. That would be a good rule to follow. The Bible also teaches us to pay our tithes and give offerings, save, and spend wisely. People who follow that rule 
have a whole lot less headaches. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above. Coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Every good and perfect gift. I believe that God created all of the good and wholesome, enjoyable and fun things that we have on this earth today as a blessing for us to enjoy. But there's a key here. The key is not to holding on to these earthly things too tightly. We should grasp and enjoy our blessings with our palms open, ready to receive from God's bountiful supply. But also remembering that God wants us to be givers as well. And if we're willing to give out, he's willing to give in. The Bible tells us that if we want to give, if we desire to be givers, he will always be, make sure that you have something to give. Jesus responds to a dispute amongst his disciples over leadership. A leadership position in the church, really. It's in this kingdom. They are getting quite agitated with one another. Because two of the boys enlist their mother to go to Jesus and insist that they would sit one on his right and one on his left hand. Matthew chapter 20, Jesus called them together and he said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them. Listen to this. It shall not be so among you. But whoever would become great among you will be your servant. And the world's value system just can't take that in. The world says you cannot be a leader and be a servant at the same time. But this is the word of God. We're saved to serve. So, in forming our destiny, we need to clarify. Number two, we need to clarify what is important. One thing for certain is that the pleasures of this world has an expiry date. Hebrews 11.25 talks about Moses and said he chose to be mistreated rather with, with his people rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a time. The King James Version says, for a season. The pleasures of this world do not last. 
The world's prosperity will last at best for a time. 1 Timothy 6 and 7 says, We brought nothing into this world, and we can take nothing out. One man said, I've never seen a, a U-Haul riding behind a hearse. When you're finished with this life, everything that you've accumulated here, unless you've invested it into the kingdom of God, is just going to melt away. You could have millions of dollars for your, your family left behind, and they'll fight over it and squander it. And if it was possible, you'd roll over in your grave to see what's happening to your hard-earned money. This world's power is powerless in the presence of our mighty God. The world and its desires, the Bible says, will pass away, but the man that does the will of God lives forever. And number three, Life's three main questions. The questions that nag at every man and woman. The question of existence. Why am I here? Proverbs chapter 16, 4 has an answer for that. The Lord has made all things for himself. You were created for God. Ephesians 1.4 says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in, sight, in his sight in love. The question of significance. Does my life matter? Does it really matter? Does it matter if I go to church this morning? Do I matter in the congregation? Well, listen to what the psalmist says in Psalm 139, 14, 17. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Isn't that amazing? Before you were ever born into the world, every moment of your life, every moment of my life was laid out before one day in time had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. 
they cannot be numbered. If God took such care in forming you and I, in planning out our destiny, so what's the answer to the question, do my life matter? Answer is yes. Your life does matter. It matters a lot in the family of God. It matters a lot to God. And then there's the question of intention. What is my purpose? The first step to knowing God's purpose for your life is to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. There's a lot of people who say, I'm a Christian, but they have no relationship with God. In fact, God talks about that type of a person, and he says, the day will come, and they'll say to me, Lord, Lord, and I'll say, I never knew you. I've never known you. It's one thing, to, one thing to say, I'm a Christian. It's another thing to be a Christian. Proverbs 9 and 10 says, Fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Ephesians 2.10 says, We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. There it is again. God prepared in advance. He's got the plan all mapped out. So in light of this, we need to keep our hearts in tune with Jesus. Again, Proverbs 4, 23 says, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. So as I conclude this morning, we're faced with indescribable mysteries at every turn in life. We have in front of us an eternal destiny. And that destiny includes spectacular glory or inexpressible horror. For every Christian, our destiny for the future and into eternity is something to rejoice about. Peter says, 1 Peter 2, 9 and 10, You are a chosen generation a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now, but now, the people of God who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. 
That's us. Keep in mind that Peter is identifying Christians here. This is who you are if you are a Christian. This is how you got your identity as a Christian. This is what you are here for as a Christian. To proclaim his marvelous light. Your education, your career, your address plays an important role in how your destiny is being fulfilled. You should seek God for direction. If you haven't been doing so, you need to start. What better time to start than right now? Somebody has made this statement. I don't know who, but it's a good one. The best time to plant an oak tree is 40 years ago. The next best time is today. Maybe you've spent years without including God in your life, without applying his word to your life situations. Maybe you've already suffered a lot of consequences because of that. But it's not too late. You've missed out on some things that you can never get back. There's no way you can get it back. But from now to the day you die, today you can plant that oak tree. And it's amazing what God can do with a life that is surrendered to him. We're living in a Peerless times. Never has there been such uncertainty in the world. You cannot look at anything and say, I'm secure in that. Your job is not secure, your pension plan is not secure. Your bank account is not secure. The only security, the only real security you and I have is in Jesus Christ. And the wise man or woman will look to him and allow him to complete his plan and his purpose in fulfilling our destiny. Don't be like the foolish ones who were caught, as Jesus spoke of in the parable, with no oil in their lamp. Let's be the ones that are watching and waiting for what God is going to do next. Would you stand with me? If you're here today and you need to know Jesus Christ as your Savior, 
I want you to come. I want to pray with you, give you some literature, and help you in your walk with God. If you need prayer for some other request that you have, we'd be glad to pray with you today. I'm a firm believer that when people come together in God's name, in God's house, they should never leave the same way they came in. Jesus is here. We've sensed his power and his presence already. The worship time was fabulous. God is reaching out to his people. The few simple words that I've spoken, the Holy Spirit has a way of taking that and applying it to your heart and causing lights to slap on. making changes in your individual lives. Focus on Jesus. There's a lot of things calling for your attention today. But focus on Jesus. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word this morning. We ask, Lord, that you will just bless your people. We pray, Lord, that you will just have your way in each life. Pray that your Holy Spirit, Lord, will just get right to the place, Lord, that it is needed today. That your word will find a lodging place in our hearts. Lord, and as we determine that our destiny is not going to be determined by the devil, but is going to be determined what God has planned before we were even formed in our mother's womb. Lord, we are going to go in power and victory in the name of Jesus. So, Lord, bless your people with your choicest blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a great week. Don't forget to use your uh, MindKind community cards and uh, do something good for somebody this week. And if you need prayer, come, we'll be glad to pray with you. Lord bless you. Have a good day in Jesus. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Coley Community Church, a place where families come together.